Hi there, I'm your host, Eddie, and you're listening to The Motion, a podcast about examining entertainment law and copyright from an audience's perspective. In this podcast, we'll be covering copyright infringement, music history, intellectual property cases, as well as current legal news and issues in the entertainment industry. I find it's interesting to break down and get into the details of cases and question our current copyright system because it seems like it's not really working for musicians and artists anyway. I started this podcast because I've always been so intrigued by entertainment law. In the music and entertainment industry, the outcomes of trials and settlements can affect the laws and standards that are already in place. And that could change the future of music and film for audiences and artists alike. On this show, we'll be covering historical copyright cases, following current cases and their outcomes to show you how the copyright system is broken. We'll also get into definitions of legal terms, delving into details of record deals, and examining streaming services like Spotify. I want this podcast to be a place to learn about these cases and subjects from an audience and creator's point of view. I want to take a deep dive into entertainment law. As much as I can, I'm not an attorney, but I'll do my best and uncover the details of these cases and laws in this industry and how they affect us. Let's go behind the scenes a bit and see if we can make sense of it all. Let me tell you a story about copyright. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, you can really help us out by leaving us a five-star rating and review if you like the show. Subscribe to us if you haven't already. Follow us on Twitter at TheMotionPod and on Instagram at ListenToTheMotion. If you know someone who might enjoy the show, share our podcast with them. Let us know what you'd like to have featured on future episodes. If you have any stories you'd like me to cover, email us at themotionpod at gmail.com. Recently, one of our loyal listeners and pop culture expert Carlos sent me an article on the current legal dispute between Tracy Chapman and Nicki Minaj. Thank you so much for the episode idea and all the support. Now let's get into it. Back in August 2018, rap goddess Nicki Minaj released her fourth studio album, Queen. It had been four years since she released The Pink Print, so the release of Queen was highly anticipated. The album's release date was initially scheduled for June 15th, but was later pushed back to August 10th, then to August 17th, and then surprisingly ended up being released a week ahead of schedule on August 10th. The day after the release of Queen, Nicki sent a message to Funkmaster Flex, the famous DJ, rapper, and radio host on New York's Hot 97 station. They made plans to debut Sorry on the radio that night, which was an unreleased track from Queen. Funkmaster Flex posted on his Instagram, hyping up the unreleased track, Shh, tonight, 7pm, Nicki gave me something. Nicki Minaj featuring Nas, not on her album, gonna stop the city tonight. At that time, I'm sure they had no idea that this would later turn into a legal dispute with Tracy Chapman. After Sorry was played on Funkmaster Flex's show and leaked all over the internet, Chapman decided to pursue a lawsuit against Nicki Minaj for copyright infringement. Chapman claimed she never gave Minaj permission to use her popular 1988 song, Baby Can I Hold You. Tracy Chapman is an American singer-songwriter most known for her massive hits Fast Car, Give Me One Reason, and of course, Baby Can I Hold You. She's won Grammys for her critically acclaimed music, and is a multi-platinum selling artist. Both sides in this case filed summary judgment papers, which means that both parties think that the facts in this case 
would warrant a ruling in his or her favor. This is a motion for summary judgment. The motion asks the court to consider the hard facts in the case and apply the law to them. The summary judgment also requires the court to make a decision or judgment for the party bringing the motion. Chapman believed that this case would be an easy win, so clear-cut because her attorney's motion states that Minaj's actions were indisputably willful, while Minaj is quoted as saying that any legal loss for her on this subject should send a shiver down the spine of those concerned with the entertainment industry. Court documents show how the song Sorry came to be. In 2017, rapper Nas asked Minaj to record vocals for a track that would incorporate elements of an older song of his that was also called Sorry. Minaj believed the sample in Nas's track Sorry was the work of dancehall artist Shelly Thunder, but actually, the reggae version in Sorry was a cover of Tracy Chapman's Baby Can I Hold You. Nas and Minaj collaborated on the song together with the intention of clearing the rights after if the song made it past the demo stage. Sorry was set to be included on the Queen record, and as with any album preparing for the release, all samples on the album must be approved and cleared by the copyright owners by granting the musician permission to purchase a license to use the original composition. Allegedly, the sample clearance specialist knew that Chapman was notorious for not allowing her samples to be used, but went ahead with the request anyway. Another fascinating part of this case is that, supposedly there are many artists on an unwritten do-not-sample list known to those in the music industry. These artists are apparently well-known for not allowing samples of their works. Eventually, Chapman rejected the request, despite Minaj's tweets calling Chapman to action before the release of Queen. She pleaded with Chapman in her post, saying, I'm torn, y'all help. Tracy Chapman, can you please hit me for the love of Queen? You can listen to Tracy Chapman's Baby Can I Hold You, and if you're lucky enough to find Nikki and Nas's Sorry online, compare the two songs. I would play the songs for you, but I don't want this episode to be flagged and taken down, because as soon as someone uploads a leaked version of Sorry, it usually gets taken down very quickly due to Chapman's many DMCA takedown notices. A DMCA takedown is when copyright infringing content is removed or taken down from a website. This takedown is done by the website owner at the request of the copyright owner or content owner. The DMCA is part of U.S. copyright law, but a DMCA takedown does not require the content to be copyrighted in order to process a takedown. Almost anyone can request this, for example, if you wanted personal information taken off a website. But you'll see a lot of these takedown notices on Facebook, YouTube, and other social media sites specifically for music use. After hearing and comparing the two tracks, you'll find definite similarities, and it's obvious that most of Chapman's chorus from Baby Can I Hold You is used throughout Sorry, but the question is, would this be considered copyright infringement? Sorry was never officially released, it wasn't on Minaj's album Queen, and neither Nas or Minaj ever received any money for it. That's what I find so interesting about this case and what makes it so different from your typical copyright cases. In most copyright infringement cases, the parties are arguing that another artist heard and plagiarized their song, yet we already know the songs are similar because they originate from Chapman's original composition, and Minaj and Nas just experimented with a sample on a demo version, but it didn't prevent Chapman from suing Minaj. 
As the case progressed, Tracy Chapman and her attorney, John Gaddy, still believed that Nikki and Nas's sorry was a clear violation of copyright. Gaddy argues in his brief that the facts are undisputed, and Minaj violated Miss Chapman's copyright by creating an illegal derivative work and distributing that work. She had knowledge of the illegality of her actions and proceeded. Thus, Miss Chapman's copyright claim is appropriate for a summary judgment. Of course, Minaj's attorney, Eric George, disagrees, and his summary judgment is focused on whether there's any copyright infringement based on the creation of the demo recording. His summary judgment begins with how recording artists work and build songs in the studio. He stressed the importance of the creative process and how artists can't afford to compromise their creativity every time they get an idea or get inspired to use a sample of a pre-existing song. Asking permission to use a sample each time before a song is even created is ridiculous. Artists don't approach the original songwriter or people who own a sample before they start working on tracks, just for a license to experiment. And how often do these songs even get used or completed in the end? I'm sure a lot of these songs stay in vaults or don't always make it into production right away. Only right before a work is released commercially, permission is required. And as we know from other copyright cases, sometimes artists don't even ask for permission at all or until after it's released, which can be the result of a lawsuit or other problems. As Attorney George says, if the song works and the recording artist wants to release the song commercially, then the record label managers and attorneys get involved and seek the required permission and license. If permission is granted, the recording is commercially released. If it's denied, the recording is discarded and no one is harmed. Recording artists need creative freedom, and rights holders also appreciate being able to review the use of the sample in the final mixdown of the track. The original songwriter or rights holder wouldn't want to approve of a use of their song before they've even heard the song. Minaj's attorney said that the plaintiff, Chapman, wanted to turn this process on its head. For now, attorney George set aside issues related to Minaj's responsibility for the radio release of the non-album track, because most likely that'll be dealt with later when Chapman's attorney is predicted to file an opposition to their summary judgment. After two years in court on Thursday, September 17, 2020, Judge Virginia A. Phillips of the United States District Court for the Central District of California ruled that Minaj did not engage in copyright infringement in her unreleased song Sorry, which samples Chapman's song Baby Can I Hold You. Judge Phillips ruled in Minaj's favor, citing that the use of Chapman's music would fall under the category of fair use. To clarify, fair use is the right to copy a portion of copyrighted work without permission because your use is for a limited purpose, being experimental or educational for use in a classroom, to comment upon, criticize, or parody the work being sampled. Artists usually experiment with works before seeking licenses from rights holders, and rights holders typically ask to see a proposed work before approving a license, wrote Phillips in her decision. A ruling uprooting these common practices would limit creativity and stifle innovation within the music industry. I would say, overall, the judge's ruling was not only a win for Nikki and her attorney, but also musicians and artists everywhere who enjoy sampling music. The freedom to experiment, and especially with samples, can be a vital part of an artist's process in writing songs. I mean, that's how some of the greatest music has been introduced into our culture, or how some people discover their favorite artists. Some could even argue that there are whole genres of music built on the foundation of sampling.
Keeping these freedoms available to use without penalty is incredibly important for artists. As Minaj's attorney Eric George previously said, the decision in this case will have significant impact on the music recording industry, one way or the other. Right now, the only legal issue left looming over Minaj is that the court now must determine whether she infringed upon Chapman's rights by distributing the song over the radio. We'll see how it all plays out. Again, shout out to one of our favorite listeners, Carlos, for sending us this story. I was happy to cover such an interesting case and can't wait to hear more details about it. That's it for this episode. Tweet us or email us at themotionpod at gmail.com if you'd like us to cover a certain subject in entertainment law or news. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe and rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to this episode and give us a follow on Instagram at Listen to the Motion and on Twitter at The Motion Pod. The Motion is written, recorded, and produced by me, Eddie. Music by Machinima Sound. Until next time, 